Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. My name is Evan. I am alone. Um, I uh, <clears throat> have had a crazy week so far. Uh, things have just been insane here. Trying to find a time to record has been a challenge. Um, and I didn't want to bother Jeremy with, you know, making him fit into my schedule. So I just told him, you know, send me your picks. Um, he hasn't done that yet, but he will. He'll get them to me and, and I'll get everything out. Uh, over social media over the next couple of days, um, but I wanted to record this now, and and just get it out of the way. It's dinner time. It's a weird time to record. So, like I said, didn't want to bother him, um, but he'll be back next week. You know, um, and we're gonna try to get some more folks on uh, in the coming weeks as well. Life's just crazy right now. It's the middle of the semester for those of us that are still in school, um, and then it's it's post summer now. So everybody's just kind of settling in for the winter and, and getting things together. Um, and I know a lot of people do just. A ton of shit in the fall you know it's, it's beautiful around here but around me um in the northeast in general and, and people like to spend time outside um you know hang out around fires um watch their football like i do uh and just hang out in general so i'm gonna go ahead and uh you know give you guys a really short app i mean this this could be 20 minutes could be 25 could be less i don't know i have no idea um but i'm gonna go ahead and get into it uh just recap week seven and then give you my picks for week eight uh i'm gonna try and do straight up picks this week so i'm just gonna go ahead and do it that way instead of of picking the overs and and stuff like that so i'm just gonna give you either spread uh or money line and and that'll be it okay um so we had the broncos take on the browns on thursday october 21st the browns won and i think that line was I don't know what it was right before the game. It kept moving down, and the Browns kept being less and less favored. Um, but they did win. They won 17-14, to 14, so they probably covered for some of you, probably not for all of you because I know it moved. Um, tough game. You know, Teddy didn't look so great in the first half, looked good in the second. Um, but the Browns, that, that running back by committee with Dearness Johnson and, and Felton, looked really, really sharp. Dearness Johnson had a fantastic game, rushed for over 100 yards, and I think he had two touchdowns. So fantastic for the Browns. Uh, I thought that they'd win, so I was right there. All righty, we have the Chiefs uh, who took on the Titans on at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, Chiefs got slaughtered 27-3. to The over did not hit. That game was an absolute mess. Mahomes got knocked the fuck around. Uh, that offensive line is in shambles. Mahomes in shambles. Nothing looks good for the Chiefs right now. Uh, I have no idea when we're going to see them get back to their best. But for the Titans, it was a good game. Tannehill looked good. Uh, AJ Brown looked really good. It was his, you know, full full return from that salmonella or food poisoning or whatever he had. So that was good for the Titans, and <clears throat> the Titans are are looking really good uh, in that division. Washington versus the Packers was the next game. Packers won 24 to 10 behind a rather impressive performance from Devontae Adams, who had a touchdown 76 yards, uh, and Aaron Rodgers with 274 yards and three touchdowns in the air. Football team really is just not doing it. Um, defensively, they looked relatively poor. I think they struggled to score. Terry McLaurin had a nice game. He did have almost, um, I think he had 120 yards or 122 yards. Yep, here we go. Uh, on seven receptions and a touchdown. So he averaged 17.4 yards um, per reception, which is fantastic. Terry continues to be impressive, but the football team in general continue to, I think, let their fans and a lot of people down because I know a lot of people are continuing to bet on them. 
Uh, we'll move on. Baltimore, 17. Cincinnati, 41. The Bengals came out and looked absolutely stunning behind a performance that really was just looked unmatchable by Joe Burrow. 416 yards, three touchdowns and an interception, but... I mean, what an absolutely unbelievable game from Burrow. Jamar Chase, his college teammate, his boy, wide receiver one, self-proclaimed, 201 yards and a touchdown. He looked undefeatable. His route running, his ball catching, his ability to break tackles. This guy's a stud. Um, It was amazing to see them. And the Ravens, I don't think the Ravens played all that bad, to be honest with you. Lamar looked a little bit shaky in this game. Um, but if they were playing against another team that, that doesn't have that scoring ability like the Bengals, I think they could come out with a win. Unfortunately, they were playing the Bengals, and the Bengals came to play. So uh, not nothing really to talk about with the Ravens, just, just kind of an off game. I didn't think the Bengals would win this one, but here we are. They're at 5-2. and two. The Ravens are at 5-2. and two. This division's shaken up, and, and the Bengals look to be the real deal. But I don't want to say anything until I get to see the playoffs. That's where the Bengals always struggle. Okay, uh, the New York Giants took on the Carolina Panthers. This game was a fucking mess. Sam Darnold saw ghosts again, throwing for 111 yards on an uh, interception. The Giants didn't look that great, to be honest with you. Uh, Daniel Jones, only 203 yards and a touchdown. But Devontae Booker looked good slotting in there, taking care of the business uh, for an injured Saquon. And then you had uh, really receiving by committee. You know, everybody kind of got some touches. Dante Pettis saw the ball. John Ross saw the ball. Uh, Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton had a majority of the receptions with six and five, respectively. So good result for the Giants. Uh, Panthers fall to three and four. Giants rise to two and five. Shitty fucking game for the Panthers. They, uh, I don't know, man. They've uh, they started three and zero and they've lost every game since. And I don't see that slide stopping anytime soon. Falcons Dolphins was a great game 30 to 28 it ended in favor of the Falcons Matt Ryan fantastic vintage Matt Ryan performance 336 yards two tutties and an interception Cordell Patterson rushed for 60 yards Kyle Pitts had another breakout game registering his consecutive uh two consecutive 100 yard games uh, 163 yards for him in this one on seven receptions he reminds me of Julio Jones to be honest with you he he is a tight end he does play that position but Really, he reminds me more of a wide receiver um, than anything else. He's He has shades of Julio for sure. So good for the Falcons for picking him up. And uh, good to see Ryan starting to get him involved. And he seems to be the number one threat on that team now. So uh, the Dolphins didn't look so hot. Um, they blew it. They should have won this game, to be honest with you. Mike Kosicki had a great week. He had a touchdown. Uh, Matt Collins had a touchdown. So two tight ends there. Uh, Miles Gaskin and Isaiah Ford both had touchdowns as well um and all of these touchdowns were in the air so no field goals for the dolphins uh all tidies this week but ultimately the ravens or the falcons were the ones that, that took it down to the wire and made sure that they could win behind a young hoku um field goal the pats topped the jets 54 to 13 jets fall to one and five pats to three and four pats look great um mac jones another perfect um what is the word that I'm looking for? Impressive performance. Man, I'm slipping. Um, 24 for 36 on completions, 307 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions for the guy. Uh, he looked awesome. Kendrick Bourne threw a touchdown in this game too, funnily enough. Uh, Damian Harris rushed in for two and 106 yards. He continues to be very impressive. 
Um, and there was a bunch of other touchdowns, to be honest. But those are the standouts. The Jets fucking suck. Zach Wilson got injured in this one, sprained his PCL, going to be out for a couple weeks. Mike White looks like he's going to be the one taking the majority of the snaps, although the Jets did just acquire Joe Flacco from the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll have to see how things pan out um, at, at MetLife. But, you know, shit's going to get weird there. Eagles versus Raiders. This game ended 22-33 to in favor of the Las Vegas Raiders. A rather lackluster performance from the Eagles um, was the thing that made sure <clears throat> that the Raiders were going to be able to come out on top here. Hurts rushed for 60 yards, threw for 236, threw for two touchdowns as well. Uh, Eagles went ahead early in the first quarter, but they got absolutely battered in the second and third. Um, and then, of course, again, in the fourth quarter, they fucking... You know, score two touchdowns. It's just what happens. It's what happens with this team. They're not capable of getting it done early, and it's going to be the demise of Jalen Hurts. I think we're going to see Gardner Minshew in the next couple of weeks here. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. But it's it's a real disaster in Philly right now, and it's, it's not great to see. But um, I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Derek Carr for, uh, threw for 323 and a touched or two touchdowns. He looked great. Foster Moreau caught a touchdown. He finished with 60 yards. He was the leading receiver on uh, on this uh, Raiders team. So it was a uh, it was a weird one, honestly. Um, Ruggs only saw four receptions for 24 yards, which is kind of unlucky. He was my flex this week, and he didn't do a lot for me. So weird game, but uh, Raiders Raiders improved their record. Lions Rams ended 28 to 19 in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. They rise to six and one. The Detroit Lions fall to zero and seven. Now the Lions went ahead early in this game. They looked okay. Uh, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are a two-headed monster. I think they're both great running backs. Jared Goff looked okay, but he's always going to golf. You know, he threw two interceptions, and that's always the story. Um, Stafford did what Stafford does. Threw for 300-plus yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The guy's a stud. Um, Cups is boy. Two touchdowns for him and 156 yards. Uh, kind of Jamar Chase-looking numbers this week. So, you know, Cup and, and Stafford are really linking up nicely. They're both very, very, very good players. Um, and it was good to see the Rams get a result there on, on a game that I thought, you know, it could be a disaster, um, but the Lions covered, which I thought maybe they would. That spread was just too much, so that was interesting. Uh, Bears-Bucks, Buccaneers covered here 38-3 to was the final score. Justin Fields threw three interceptions. No thanks to the offensive scheming and his offensive line. 184 yards for him. Khalil Herbert rushed for 100 yards on 18 carries, um, and in the receiving game, things just didn't get going. Uh, like I said, a lot of interceptions for Fields. Things are just not going so good in Chicago. They fall to three and four. The Bucks at six and one. Brady, not a fantastic game. Did throw his six hundredth uh, touchdown though. He had four TDs, just didn't throw for all that many yards. So Lenny took care of things on the ground between him and Ronald Jones. Did about 150 rushing yards. Touchdown for Leonard Fournette early on in the game. Chris Godwin led the team in receiving with 111. Mike Evans caught three touchdowns on 76 yards and six receptions. And then Tyler Johnson and <clears throat> Lenny, O.J. Howard, you know, Bernard, these kind of guys, they had, had a couple yards each, but nothing too crazy. Um. Okay, next one, Texans, Cardinals. Cardinals covered, absolutely battered the Texans. 31-6. to Davis Mills couldn't get anything going in the air. Only threw for 135 yards. David Johnson rushed for 25 yards. There was just no yards of offense for the Texans. There was a lot of three and outs. Cardinals held the ball well, ran the ball pretty well, um, and just ran the clock out pretty much the whole game. So 261 yards 
for Kyler Murray. Touched three touchdowns and an interception. Chase Edmonds ran the ball well, 15 for 81 yards. James Conner, 10 on 64. So he saw increased production this week as well. Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins shared the ball well. Uh, Christian Kirk got in there as well. Ertz caught a uh, like a 60-yard touchdown, so it was good to see him break some tackles and get out there, you know. Ertz is one of my favorite players that's ever played in Philadelphia, so it's always nice to see those guys succeed. I know he's got a lot of love for the city. Uh, probably more love for the city than I do, to be honest. I just like the team. Okay, Colts 49ers. We have the Colts rising to 3-4. and four. San Francisco 49ers fall to 2-4. and four. And I said the other day that the San Francisco 49ers are essentially just the Dolphins' west, um, and they are. They suck. They're terrible. Um, Wentz didn't play all that great in this game. Taylor was the story again. Rash, uh, rushed for 107 yards on 18 carries and a touchdown. He looked amazing in these wet conditions. Michael Pittman received for 105 yards. 150 yards. It was all Carson Wentz through. So very impressive for Michael Pittman Jr. Mo Alley-Cox caught a touchdown. Pittman caught a touchdown. Won me like 300 bucks with that Pittman touchdown. I was sharp on that game. I knew the Colts would win. Um, so good result. I mean, the Niners just suck. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, Jimmy G threw two interceptions in the rain. He stinks. Eli Mitchell rushed for hundred yards. Debo Samuel caught hundred yards. Um, but you know, just, just kind of shitty, um, shitty result for the Niners. They're, they're not doing anything this season. They got to figure out their QB situation before anything happens. Okay. Saints Seahawks. This game was last night. Another rainy, weird primetime game, but the Saints emerged victorious by the margin of a field goal and rise to 4-2. and two. Saints are not a 4-2 and two team, I promise you. They need to get their situation figured out as well. Jameis did throw for 222 yards last night in touchdown. Um, no interceptions for him, which he usually does, but Alvin Kamara was the story. Rushed for 51 yards on 20 carries, uh, 10 receptions for 130 yards, and he did have a receiving touchdown, so that was big. Uh, Kamara's an absolute stud, continues to be very impressive. Really good result for the Saints. Seahawks, another team with a quarterback that they just don't know what they're doing. Geno threw for 167 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they couldn't get anything going on the ground, and really, DK was the story with that one long touchdown and 96 yards receiving. He only saw two receptions, though. It seemed like Lattimore kind of had him locked down. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's week seven. Um, that's all I got for you. I'm going to go ahead and, and give you guys my picks for week eight. Um, and just give me one second. Okay. So Packers take on the Cardinals this Thursday night, just two days away from now. The Packers are currently, let's pull up these uh, odds for you guys so I can get you something accurate Packers are currently plus 235 they're missing Lazard they are missing um Devontae Adams as well they both have COVID so what I'm gonna do is take the Cardinals money line um I think the over probably hits in this game as well but I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be really lost without Devontae so I think the cards rise to 7-0 and and I'm taking uh, Cards money line on this one. It's good for a teaser, but I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't advise to taking it straight up. The odds aren't good enough. That's minus two ninety. Let me pull this microphone back to my mouth. Alrighty, the next one we have 
um, is Miami versus Buffalo. Buffalo already played them once this season. I think they won 45 nothing. Uh, the Bills are 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Get in on it now um, because that line's going to rise, and you're going to have to take them at 14-and-a-half or 15-and-a-half. I'm all over this. They're coming off a week of rest. I like Bills minus 13-and-a-half. I don't even have to think about that one. Um, you know, I, I hate these spreads, and the Bills are probably due for a loss at some point, but not against Tua. Next one, uh, Atlanta takes on Carolina. Carolina are at Atlanta, so I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take the Falcons. You know they they have Falcons minus three is the spread, so that means they're just giving them the points for the home field advantage, and they really think that this is a a moot game. Uh, I think the Falcons have looked better in recent weeks. I think they look good. I think Pitts looks good. So I'm gonna take Falcons money line at minus one fifty six. Um, and I really don't have any qualms with that. That's another one that I just, I really like. Eagles take on the Lions. Eagles are minus 188 on the money line, minus three and a half, um, in terms of favorite or in terms of spread. So I'm going to take Eagles minus three and a half. Um, I don't like betting on the Eagles to cover because they're just messy, but I think that this is a week where they come out and do well. Hertz knows that his job is um, in danger, you know. They said today that Minshew's been taking the same reps as Hertz, so I think that that he knows that, um, and I think that he's worried about his job, and he's going to come out and, and sling it early. So I'm going to take Eagles minus 3.5. We have Tennessee at Indianapolis next. I'm taking the Titans. Um, they are minus 1.5, the spread, so they're uh, they're the favorites here. I'm taking that. I love it. Um, better odds than the money line, which I suggest you take as well. So Tennessee Titans minus one and a half. Give me one second. I got to write all these down. Uh, okay. LA Rams take on the Houston Texans next. The Rams are minus 14 and a half, um, favorites. So I'm going to take that. Uh, no qualms again. Same thing with, uh, with the Bills game. I like this this spread, actually, to be honest with you. I think it could be less. I would suggest that you alt it down, um, but but I think that this is fair. I'm going to take Rams minus 14 and a half. The, the Texans just couldn't get anything going. Um, and I know Tyrod... Oh, you know what? I think Tyrod's back this week. So I'm going to change this. I'm taking the over, actually. I know I said I was just going to take the pick straight up, but I'm taking the over. It's set at 48, and I like that. I'm going to take over 48. All right. I love that. I like that flat line, too. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the New York Jets. Bengals are a 10.5-point favorite. This could be a weird one. Uh, I know I keep saying I don't really believe in the Bengals, uh, even after they're doing amazing things. This is one that I would probably alt down. Um, take the over 43 and a half. That's the fucking move, to be honest with you. Um, that's a fantastic line. It's low. I love it. I think it's. I, th- I think that's easy. Um, you know, we just saw what the Jets were able to do with uh, going against the Pats, and, and that was poor. So I'm going to take uh, over 43 and a half in Bengals Jets. Okay. Steelers. Plus three and a half dogs against the Cleveland Browns. I love it. I like the Steelers. Baker's out. Chubb and Hunt are out. There's no way Case Keenum comes out and slings against the Steelers defense, who's relatively sound. I'm taking Steelers plus three and a half. Um, I'm seeing the board really clearly this week, which means 
I probably won't pick any of these right, but that's what I like. Steelers plus three and a half. Alt it down, put it in a teaser if you want, um, but that's where I'm at. The Niners take on the Chicago Bears up next. Niners are three and a half point favorites. I hate that. Um, this is going to be a disaster of a game. I'm not betting on fields, though, so I'm going to take Niners money line at minus 172. Uh, that could be a mess. I, I could be asking for trouble, uh, but I suppose that I don't really have much of a choice, so I'm going to take Niners money line um, and, and just kind of, you know, hope. Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They are minus 176 on the money line. I am taking them on the money line. Um, I think that, that they do business. Uh, at or They're actually at Seattle, so um, I think that, that the Seahawks get it done at home. <clears throat> Next one, we have the New England Patriots versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are minus five and a half point favorites right now. I love it. I'm taking it. Uh, Chargers win this game easily by a touchdown. Pats, no way they come out and put up 50 again uh, like they did last week against the Jets. They're going to be shell-shocked when they go against the rested Chargers team. So this game's at SoFi. I'm taking the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers, every time I watch them, they're at home too, which is strange, but I'm, I'm taking the uh, Chargers minus 5.5. Washington football team are dogs. Three-point dogs versus the Denver Broncos. I'm all over the football team. Uh, I think they win this game. We have to hope that COVID doesn't spread to the football team after, um, after what's called got it, um, the Packers who they just played. So keep your eye on that. You know that's an audible. That's one you're going to have to call for yourselves. Uh, but I like Washington football team on the money line at plus one thirty eight. I just think that the odds there are pretty supreme. Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Uh, this is a 426 game, so last game of the late window. Bucks are five-point favorites. Uh, just take it straight up. There's no way, dude. I have not seen anything about the Saints that makes me think they are um, capable of beating the Bucks. They looked terrible against the Seahawks last night, even with Kamara going off, and their receiving core is disastrous, so... Bucks minus five, no questions about it. Okay, uh, Dallas takes on the Minnesota Vikings Sunday night, eight twenty-one p.m. The spread is two and a half. Get on it now. Take Cowboys minus two and a half. That's the vibe. Um, I think that both teams are coming off a bye, so you're going to see some electric play. Uh, over is at fifty-five. So yeah, look at that. Stay away from that. Stay away from the over. Um, I would recommend minus two and a half for the boys. I just think that their offense is fantastic, and, and I absolutely love that. Kansas City Chiefs took on the New York Giants. This game is at Arrowhead um, on Monday night, last game of the week. What a disaster this could be. I hate it. I want to stay away from it. Um... I can't even get the odds for it. I would take, this is the only game of the week that I don't know what I would do. Man, this is a mess. I think the Chiefs win the game. They have to win the game. <laughs> they literally have to beat the Giants. I'm going to take Chiefs minus 10. They're not going to cover that. They're definitely not going to cover that because they never cover anything. 
but I'm going to take it. I think that's the move. Um, Chiefs minus 10. Stay away from the over. It's at 52.5. Maybe the over is in play. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Um, the Giants' secondary is not awful. Like They're okay. Um, so I would probably stay away from the over, and I just think that, that the Chiefs come out and, and get business done. They have to look good one of these weeks, or they're going to lose their fans. Um, or lo- not lose their fans, but you know what I mean. They're going to lose the respect and the hope of the fans, and, and that's detrimental. So I'm going to take Chiefs minus 10. I love it. Um, or I don't love it. I hate it, but I'm forced to take it. So that's where I stand. Okay, um, that was 25 minutes pretty much right on the nose. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and release this tonight um, after I get Jeremy's picks. And um, yeah, you're not going to hear him on the show, but um, make sure you go and check out social media, Twitter, Instagram, and stuff like that. Uh, and, and they'll be up there, okay? Um, so thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it as always. And um, I hope everybody takes care, all right? Uh, I'll see you next week. Hopefully Jeremy's back uh, with me by then. And if not, we'll figure it out. But uh, in the meantime, stay safe, take care of yourselves, and uh, I'll see you next week. See ya.